I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to DraftKings Network. occasion has yes. finally happened. Yes. Everyone is buzzing around here. Dan Levitard has been dragged out to Radio Row <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Dan, did you ever think it would happen again? Did you ever think you'd be back? It is funny that you say this because I have been sort of militantly against the commerce that this thing is for a long time while screaming about concussions and I can't stop watching on Sundays. The only thing that brought me out to do this is the love that you two share. I wanted to come out here and t tell everybody, I told your father more privately, um, what a moving joy it is to walk into our offices, see you guys on the televisions talking, and know the history of how he passed this down to you and would take no shame but honor in saying you now do it better than him because you learned so many things from him. Like, it is such a tribute to fatherhood and such a tribute. There's no relationship like it that I have seen in public grow this way, and I'm just thrilled to be here with you guys well, because it's moving to me, genuinely moving. We really appreciate Thanks, that, Dan. but I mean, for years we watched you and your dad, though, I mean, which was so fun to watch, and then, I'm not gonna lie, I saw that, and when I first got to work with Mike, I, I certainly thought of those times as saying, how great, as much as we mess with each other, you know, how great it is. To, and, and to say, wow, you have a father-son relationship, but then you get to carry it 
to work in the fun you and your dad always had. Oh, but more, but more than that, because you've been a teacher to us in many ways as someone who was Bristol bred and <laughs> and, and 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 helped make ESPN strong. Uh, you. The, the way that you were treated at the end there uh, hurt me on your behalf and that your son would later say, I'm going out the door too, I've got bigger challenges with my life. Uh, I, it is hard for me not to be like impressed by the bravery of both of you in there because you've never said anything bad and you have every right to be hurt by what happened there because you built the ESPN brand into what it was on the radio. Like right. you're, You weren't single-handedly responsible for it, but th there were only two two people who did it. it 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 does seem now in i know you haven't been on radio or in a while but we're coming to an event like this the amount of former espners with the, the teammates that we all had it's unbelievable now i think the team of former espn havers would be pretty formidable well, <laughs> anyway. it's, well but it's i mean you guys have entered a new media economy who would have right. thought this mike golick senior's evolution at the end of the media game DraftKings is the one with all the dollars yep. here. Radio, yeah. Radio's shrinking. Like, you guys have the big... You guys have the big room here. DraftKings bought its way to the top of the table, and they believed in the Golick name. But more than that, right? Because... I'm, I'm telling you that I feel like Bar uh, that, 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 that we're in a situation where you guys are representing something that you just don't see any anywhere in the media any, anymore, where it's a father and a son just talking about sports, doing so smartly the way they would after being raised on 20 years of watching what right. sports television has, uh, has been built into. And for DraftKings to be sponsoring that, it, it honors, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 I hate that I overspeak this way because I know I'm yammering. But it moves me every day to see that my sports television has a father-son love coming at me just around sports. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a piece of art, what you guys are making every day. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, part of the reason we feel you know, comfortable even making the jump is because we watched you guys do it also. Like, you've talked about all the changes that you've seen here. You were a big part of spearheading all of that. And now, as you sit here back in this environment, out at a Super Bowl, you guys are going to have the shows over at Circa. How have you felt and seen the shift personally for yourself, being in the really the forefront of a lot okay, of that. Okay, so this was interesting to me, and I wonder if you would uh, appreciate this, because I don't know, once you leave ESPN, it's scary for everybody. Right. It's, such a, it's such a protective safety yep. net. Um, I don't know how scared you were with self-employment. Um, I was arrogant, but moderately scared, but I believed in the idea that I can take 40 people and do this myself, or try to do it myself. 40 people I care about, work with them sure. the way that I've seen you guys work and see if I can build a company in there that, that feels good. And so to walk in to our guerrilla production team today, sure. working on what the next two days are gonna be, and they're, they care, and they're happy, and they're gambling in Vegas, and they're having fun, <laughs> they're thrilled to be around yes. the Super Bowl, and now it's ours. Yeah. It's, it's ours. It's not anybody else's. We build it for us. I mean, you guys did it the hard way in football, right? Like you got sure. you, you're a nepo baby allegedly, but both right. of you had to earn it like with you you know with your hands with your you you both right. are all broken because of what <laughs> because of how willful yeah. the because how what willful apes the Golics have been for a long time yes. about full, about what about, about what the honor of football really is. Right. But well, what, yeah. Yeah. When, when you. When you start something new, though, because I'm with you, it, it was scary to leave ESPN in that kind of cocoon, but I had seen others do it and succeed, certainly saw you do it and succeed as well. But not only go so, at times leave and go somewhere else where you're hired, as you said, starting something new. When, 
Was there a point where you were comfortable and said, okay, we've done this, we're, we're, this is going to work, as opposed to the trepidation when you first started it? I mean, if people know the history of how it is that we left, I, 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 the, the last straw was the son of my mentor being let go without be, me being told. Right. There were other things there, yes. okay? Sure. So at that point, it didn't feel much like in the way I had a choice like that. To me, that doesn't feel like something sure. that you that you can do, and so I had to do it myself, and so so I did, and so I have. But the short answer to your question is at home. I've, I've gotten married in the last four years, and the strength that I have at home in support of who I am and who I try to be and how I try to care about people has made me love differently, better, changed me, and so I can only do things that are the hardest things, that are the most fulfilling things to be the man that she she thinks right. I am, that she thinks I am. I'd like to be the man, the boss she thinks I am. Yeah. Is it part of why I've seen you, and forgive me if you've brought this up on the show already, and I've seen it, dressing a lot different lately. You look well, sharp, Dan. This is, uh, <laughs> this is funny because everyone's accusing me of having a stylist, and I, well, I do, but it's just because she brought me anniversary clothes and, and birthday clothes, and... I don't, I guess aggressively, I've been so aggressively skateboard as a fat 55-year-old skateboarder for so long that just wearing a jacket once in a while is really cleaning up. It's nice. It looks good on you, Dan. You're, kill, you're, well, you're cleaning up you're, right no, now. No, but your dad has gone the other way. Oh, and and this is something that I've always bothered me about sports television. It's basically the only argument I had with Eric Rideholm at, uh, in the production of Highly Questionable. Do I really have to wear a sports jacket? Like, mm -hmm. I'm talking to my dad on television in a kitchen. Like, what that, should all, that should all end, shouldn't it? I don't understand. I'm with you. I thought post-pandemic we were done with I, it. I did, too. I thought it was going to be polos or just, you know, pullovers or whatever because I you love got, doing he's got that now. He's got retirement figured out, right? Oh, like, my God. Well, I mean, he he's the one that did, and we all went through the pandemic and came out on the other side, and you've watched the phenomenon because it's been our friends. It's been Katie Nolan. It's been Mina Kimes. It's been El Duncan that all, now all three after him because the fact that he decided to grow a beard for the first time in 30 years <laughs> and continually well, shed weight. Well, correct me if I'm right, though, uh, if I'm wrong, though, Mike, because I would argue that what you're doing daily with your son gives you a, a, a youthful vitality uh, that makes you want to stay around forever for your family. There was, you know, people always ask me about, oh, how are the years at, at ESPN? You know, so many years doing radio and, and, and doing TV there. And I said, they were great. And obviously, people look at the years with me and Greeny for all those years and where that show went. And I, and I say it, and I rarely say it publicly because, you know, I always want to rip yeah. him and said that's kind of our, our relationship. But the best years I had were the last three when it was me and Trey and Mike. So I just was like, and it was also the pandemic. So we had a studio set up in my basement. So for th basically the, the end of this show and for a while, at 6 every morning, we flipped on the microphone, and there's my kid next to me. I wonder if he's thought of this this way. Um, did Were you absorbing how much grace your father handled his exit with with a, a measure of pride because I know how it can feel to be hurt sure and 
he meant more to ESPN by leaps and bounds than I did, and he has never really expressed that hurt in a way that uh, I, I've, I've thought there's great honor in the grace that he's shown there, and I was just wondering if you'd noticed. I, I noticed the way, and this was always, you brought up, you know, the, the us as athletes mindset and the things that go into there. Nothing matters more than the respect of your teammates, the respect of your peers, and seeing that at the end, the outpouring from all of the people that had been touched in one way or another by his career and where there's intersected and the way he had helped them or a kind word somewhere, like all of that I noticed when that eruption came out and you see your dad doing the rare thing, which is trend on Twitter for something good. It's very hard to well, do but that. But so. this is, you, now, you now have your own audience in your 60s. Like you've really yeah. have evolved in the media game in a way that wouldn't have been expected because you're following this happiness that yeah. you're talking and, and, about. And, and my thought, and I, I equate everything to sports and people always said, you know, are you bitter? Let's, let's talk about it. And I wasn't going to really, I wasn't going to dive into it because my thought had always been when I was with the Houston Oilers and they cut me and I went to the Eagles, I didn't think about the Oilers anymore. I had to worry about the Eagles. Oh, but this is why you guys were so much tougher than the people who are criticizing you from the press boxes, because yeah. because of course that's sure. the thicket you came up in. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, you really think the end of my career they're not going to give me millions of dollars? Okay, I'm going to be hurt by that. I came from football. Yeah, you're given nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Well, it's honestly why I thought about, I think about that a lot when we see like things pop up, like what happened with the Washington Commanders and them trying to come out. And there's that article where it's trying to paint Ben Johnson in this bad light where you're right. They're focusing on their ex as right. opposed to the one they're with when it's like, I have no choice but to pour all my energy into this thing that's right in front of me or it's not going to work. So I, I do think that there's a lot of it that comes with that. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. We appreciate all the yeah, kind words really on, that behalf, on that behalf for making the trip out here for a week. That, I don't know, like a, a Aside from this, which we do appreciate, is there part of you that is excited to be around well, this? Like, yes. how do you yeah, feel well, about uh, this it's, environment? It's an order um, uh, to to do things like this, to tell people how I feel and to share uh, with them something that is representing a party for my company. We're coming out to the Super Bowl and we're throwing a big party with a couple of shows just because they've been working for two years really hard <laughs> on, on startup. And yeah. so let's, let's burn some money and have some fun and see if we can do something that's a little bit different, which is what we're always aspiring to do. No, certainly you guys have always done that very well. So I, I'm wondering for you in this grand scheme, because one of the easiest questions is always going to be, we, you and I have been doing this for a long, long time, and we know what gambling always meant to the league to all of a sudden see a Super Bowl. Yeah. In not only a Super Bowl, but we had a draft here, we have pro teams here, and just the evolution of of everybody hated sport. We can't go near Las Vegas to, oh, wait, we're going to get billions of dollars? Hey, guess what? Las Vegas is pretty cool. I mean, we can be a sports advertisement right now for DraftKings, the biggest and the best. They are supporting yeah, the ability to do this in this city. Eight years ago, the commissioner of the league would have been horrified at yes. the suggestion. Eight years ago, when we were asking Kaepernick questions, asking somebody to lead and you didn't get leadership, here he was waiting to follow on gambling, and he followed gambling, and now now they've got it in the city and they've got to police it everywhere because athletes are competitionaholics. Yeah. Some of them are going to yep. want to raise the stakes on things, but the gambling money makes it so that the father-son relationship can exist now yes. and makes you very happy and might make you happier. I'm not sure who would win that, but it's, it, it is the highest compliment when your father says that the last three years are the happiest of his career when yeah. you look at what his career in this meet, in this business has been. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Have not taken that lightly. Don't take the responsibility lightly, certainly, uh, as it pertains to all of that. But you're right. It is a testament to the times that this is what helped create the opportunity for that. And so watching that through that lens, the other thing I, I really wanted to talk to you about, Dan, 
is what's going on with everything around the game now because you've got the Kelsey brothers in a world and helmet sports that have become larger than life. You had the Taylor Swift factor injected into all of that. And we've seen the response that part of me still feels is predictable. I wonder how you internalize, someone who's covered this a lot longer than I have and been around it longer than I have, how you've internalized her place in this world now alongside these two brothers that have become the face of the sport. I mean, this is fascinating, right? We saw for how many years the old quarterbacks are the ones in the commercials. It's Peyton Manning, it's Tom yep. Brady, it's Aaron Rodgers, and politics change and things change and the league changes, and now it's not going to be quarterbacks. It's going to be a couple of brothers uh, and, you know, these quarterbacks are always white, except for occasional yogurt commercials. Like, And all the broadcasters are also white. It's Romo and Aikman and the mm -hmm. Voices for the Future and Brady. All, all of these uh, things that are happening in front of us, uh, you're, you're watching uh, a commercialization of... of I, I don't know if you guys watch football this way. Forgive me, because sure. I don't want to do a, a rambling monologue here. But... Um, for for this league to have had the last generation of everything it's had concussions and ethical dilemmas and it gets bigger and bigger and better and better and and ray rice was honored recently at a ravens game yeah. and and like this this sport isn't politically um it's not a leader sure and and it wanted women as fans and and, and it's commercial because mothers needed to put their boys in the pipeline and keep feeding the machine. They now have the women. Sure, they got right. the women with the best thing. Football wins, football always wins. Yes. I can fall to my knees lamenting the, the moral decay, but this was a fast forwarding to, to girl fans in the sport who think it's the most normal thing in the world to get in the Super Bowl after three months cheering for your man. <laughs> that's the one thing that's got to drive Stugatz insane is watching this new group of fans come in and immediately be handed the keys to the best and nicest car and think that all of them run this way when in reality and, and I know some people have joked about listen the obvious answer to the reaction to most of this has been good old fashioned misogyny like there are just a lot of people in the NFL's core fan base that really don't like women in their space but I have heard some people point out I think it might have been me to times that said it's like oh you think it's just this easy you come in and everything's just great and you get to root for the best guy all the time yeah I, I love some of the some of the thoughts that have come of that but you mentioned so many of the things the NFL has gone through is this machine is this a, a not not a good word undentable <laughs> I mean it, it 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 what can dent it you tell me the player died on the field yeah we canceled the game uh it, it, I I I asked the question sincerely. I think it would take multiple players dying on the field in order to get there. Um, yeah. I don't, I, and it, and they would have to be the really important players. Yeah. The numbers we, the 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 number, the uniform numbers. Isn't that know. amazing? Yeah, that's that. Well, but I mean, this is the moral conundrum. We're also at the center of the spectacle, and it's a great party, and everyone loves it, and everybody will be watching Sunday, and we all toss aside. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dan, you watch and cover the sport like the rest of us. I mean, maybe with a little bit more moral res reservation than maybe the, a lot of the rest of us that played it or have been around it in those ways. But but the politics didn't the politics didn't come to the sport with Kaepernick like. They, sure. You, and and now this is an invented political situation where Taylor Swift is yeah. with the Pfizer boy because we can make politics of everything. And so I would have preferred to have the arguments about like we were in the 60s with the civil rights movements where they were more graceful than this, where they weren't this stupid. Yeah, they are. They've gotten extraordinarily dumb. But I, I, like you don't want women around football. Why? Yeah. 
because you hate women? Like what? Exactly. Why? But yeah. why? Yeah. What, why wouldn't you want more people to enjoy this thing? You think it's really rare heirloom that only you enjoy? No, you and all your male friends enjoy <laughs> the thing. Why? You don't want Taylor Swift dancing at the game? Like, is it emasculating? Like, according, is most of America watching that? Are American males watching that and saying there's something emasculating of having this femininity around my game? It, blo it blows my mind. Yeah. It, I mean, even forgetting the the male fans but some of the people in our industry males who are who are not really keen on this I, i'm like dude drag your knuckles on black to the cave you know what what, what are we doing here I, I don't understand why I, women can't be involved i think a lot of this and we see this happen all the time it's whenever people have their little niche and they feel like they know a lot about this and all of a sudden the thought that someone else could come in and have either a knowledge that's equal to or greater or just like it in a different way than they do all of a sudden either makes their thing feel less special or makes them feel less secure about the handle that they've got on all Look, of that. Look, I, I understand as someone who saw Mina Kimes' ascent, sure. I, I remember how it felt as someone who had confidence in the industry. I had an assessment of what a quarterback was, and she sliced it with seven different metrics that made my opinion immediately wrong. And I could fight her, or I could be like, whoa, that was kind of amazing yeah. that you know, more, you know a great deal more about football yeah. than I do. And yeah. I'm a bit of an idiot to think that you wouldn't uh, just because you're new, you're new to this game. I imagine, I don't know whether you, would you say that Mina knows football better than you know football? Oh, there's a lot of aspects of it that she does. Like I know my little world and right. offensive line play and can help there. But as far as like the overall view the of the overall sport, game yes, is, the overall game has expanded to what we look at. And, and I've always say analytics is like an F word in sports. Analytics is just information. I mean, we had analytics when I played. You looked at a game plan, there were analytics in there, but it was information. We, we, we digested the information, and then we decided how we use it. That's all it is today. It's more analytics, and we just should digest it and decide how we want to use it. But everybody's hung up on that. She is infinitely smarter than us about all of football well, as a whole. And to that point, it's these have all created new avenues. Taylor Swift has created a new avenue. All these four people, like Amina Kimes, who have all of this knowledge and all of this stuff to give, to find and access the game that for so long felt like it only belonged to this certain group of people. And that, to me, has been the best part of it. And the best part of this is we could keep doing this all day, Dan. We don't want to keep taking up this much of your time. We appreciate no, it, all it, the kind it's words, a, it's man. A, it's we It's a genuine pleasure. I want your audience. Your father has an audience. They see who you are. They see what you did. You have an audience. There are people who, who know, feel like they know what you're about. Your father comes from the most intimate of mediums. It's radio. It's friends in your head. He was yep. there for them every morning when they were driving to work to an unhappy job. He took them away for 45 minutes just arguing with Mike. Like, you, you have a, a real gift here in front of uh, everybody to be able to do this and it honors me to be here with you i'm sorry that i was so effusive about it it embarrasses me but it's genuinely moving to me to, no, see, we appreciate to see you guys doing what you're doing we appreciate, we appreciate it, it thank you much. thanks man i want to talk about jägermeister dad what do you know about jägermeister I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf.
Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, brought to you by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. And guys, remember, all week long, DraftKings is going to feature a new happy hour boost that's going to be live from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We are in the 5 o'clock Eastern hour, so our latest happy hour boost is now live on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet Isaiah Pacheco and Brandon Ayuk to go over 50 scrimmage yards each, boosted to plus 100. Tune into Gojo and Golik every weekday this week to find out about the new happy hour boost. And we are joined now here on Gojo and Golik by Fox NFL insider Jake Glazer kind enough to hang out with us now always wheeling and dealing Jay I yeah. know you've got to be a busy man this week uh, how you doing crazy man doing all right man you can hear my voice I've been going out since 5 30 this morning so oh my gosh you're, yeah you're a grinder we it. know you're no stranger <laughs> to that Jay and, and uh, we know part of the reason you're here and around today obviously you've been a massive mental health advocate mm-hmm. around the NFL for a long time talking uh, you know around here about your journey and diagnosis with ADHD and just why this has always been Dude, so important ADHD. to you as a mission got anxiety depression bipolar I'm tripolar got ADHD got it all and um, yeah I just kind of always looked at it like look God blessed me with the ability to communicate football gave me the the platform to talk about it um, but I just saw too many of our dudes and too many of my friends kind of go by the wayside yeah. and, and not talk about it not open up to each other and the more I was able to open up and talk to people about it um, like I, I've been on 30 over 30 what's that, brother? over 30 antidepressants and anti-anxiety wow. meds and none have worked um, so I've always had to try and find other things. And like every morning for me, I wake up, I don't know who I'm going to get, sky's falling, and I know my life is great. It is. But between my ears, it sucks. And it gets me to do stupid things like, hey, I'm going to go fight in a cage. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to let Chuck Liddell <laughs> kick me in the face. You know, hey, Randy Couture gets to slam me every day. Like, yeah, so I'm off. And um, you know, I finally, with the ADHD part, I finally found something that helped me called Kelbury. And I was, I was the first... People don't know this. I was one of the first ever adults diagnosed with adult ADD on the coast, the east coast of America, oh, 1989. Wow. So back then, man, they put me on Ritalin, and then this is my experience. So I'm sorry, but man, the peaks and valleys were not good for you when you have depression. For me, um, then they put me on another drug to stop the valleys. Then they switched to Adderall, and that was really bad for me. And so I've kind of got off everything, and I finally found something that helps me, Kelbury, which I actually take at night. It's a non-stimulant. And gets the roommates in my head to talk a little bit better to each other at night, calm down, and I'm able to be a little bit more focused in the morning. But also, you know, I wrote a book on, on mental health a couple of years ago. Someone wanted me to write a football book. I'm like, I'm not going to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life with all the stuff, the secrets I have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but how can I be of service? Because that helps me a lot. And by me, I just want to give it words. Like, I'm not your doctor. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your therapist. I'm not clergy. I'm just a dude who's really messed up, who's learning how to be good with his messed upness. And the more we can start talking about it, especially us dudes who think that, sure. you know, we're not supposed to show it. You're not supposed, and which, by the way, like you guys have known, I've trained thousand pro athletes in, in mixed martial arts, football players, fighters, basketball, baseball, and half of the people, I am the problem where I tell guys, don't show it, neutral face, don't put your hands on your hips, don't ever show it to me, don't ever show me you're hurt. And here I am saying the opposite in life is like, man, when we're hurting, man, make sure we lean into each other. 
make sure we start talking to each other. And like, mental health is so reactive. I, I've talked to a few teams about it in the last two years. I'm like, physical health, you, you're not only benching when you think you're getting weak or running 40 when you think you're getting slower, catching passes, you get the drops, you're always doing it. But you all only talk to a therapist when, when the sky's falling and it's too late. Yep. And I, there's probably not enough therapists out there for you, us yet, but we're, each other we can be. Absolutely. So lean into each other and think of how close you will be as a team and how much more that'll lift us up. I think in a lot of things, not just what you're going through, but what others are going through, especially on the men's side, it can be yeah. where just what you said is you're afraid yeah. to let anybody know, you know? So it's, I love that part of it. There's yeah. the, there's the, the medicine it's, part of it. They think it's that, a weakness. It's not yeah. a weakness. Like no. that, that makes me, my vulnerability makes me strong. And again, no one's questioning your manhood. No one's questioning yours. No one's questioning mine. So right. we can talk about it. Yep. No one's gonna call, and by the way, no one's called me a wuss. No one's told me to suck it up. Yep. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a, a quick story. Like, you guys know my best friend is, is Michael Stray, and I call him yeah. my baby sister. And, um, <laughs> but for, for 30 years, I didn't say anything to him. And when I would have issues, I would take Vicodin and a uh, and bunch of drinks and go out and let these fly, and who knows what happens, and wouldn't be good, and I'd get him in trouble, me in trouble. And, uh, and it wasn't until about two years ago, I finally, I was supposed to go to dinner with him. And I said, man, I can't go out tonight. First time I ever said, I can't go out tonight. The beast just got out of the box. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, you want me to come over? And I said, no, not, not, not tonight. I, I kind of got to sleep this one off. And when, when I have a real bad depression or anxiety uh, attack, I feel it on the left side of my gut. I feel it in my joints really bad. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And it's exhausting. It physically exhausts me. And um, he said, you want to talk about it? I said, I do, but not today. And he goes, why have you never talked to me about it? I'm supposed to be your best friend. And I said, like, I don't make up the rules of this thing, man. But sure. for whatever reason, yeah. I felt ashamed with you. He said, yeah, but you took away my chance to be your best friend for 30 years. Right. Yeah. And that really. day, I'm like, I'm never going to keep this yep. to myself ever yep. again. Yep. It's, it's that yeah. trust amongst yep. teammates that's so central yeah. to what we all do that needs to extend yeah. to this area the way it extends to all the other places that we trust each other yeah. in life. So, and, and Jay, I know you've helped a lot of other guys, yep. a lot of guys, especially around this sport and others, find their way to this yeah. journey to a point where they can help heal. So always want to say man. thank yep. you for, for being willing to do that. And it's also allowed you to have some interesting conversations. Yeah. I saw on your podcast, you got to talk with John Lynch, yeah. kind of about how all this intersects with the way that yeah. he's gone about building this roster, building this team. What did you take away from hearing the way he's approached team building with a lot of this in yeah, mind? So Lynch is actually one of the guys who started coming to me early when I started talking about it, saying, hey, help me out where my player is thinking about this or what's my player, you know, like just wanting to know how to deal with that. Because I had to talk with a coach recently and I said, hey, you got to understand, man, these guys are all looking up to you as this male authority figure in your life. And a lot of times, Again, everybody, anybody on this level is crazy. Yep. Oh, yeah. crazy going. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you can't be great and not <laughs> have crazy in you, right? So a lot of times, I say, man, when you come in there and you're in this piss-ass mood and all, a lot of your players think they're the reason. They're the ones that upset you. And this one head coach is like, it wasn't that. It had nothing to do with it. It's like the GM. I'm like, yeah, but they don't know that. Yep. So you have to, I want you to start thinking about this. So Lynch was one of the guys early on who started saying, hey, how do we handle this? How do I handle that? He and Sean McVay were probably the two right out of the gate saying, tell me more about this. I got to understand this. It's going to help me more. And I was also telling him, like, bro, it's not just your players. Man, it's your people in your cafeteria. It's your scouts. It's your secretaries. It's everybody. And, like, listen, I talk about it. My expertise is not from schooling <laughs> by any chance. <laughs> Mine is my suffering. And But you don't have to have clinical 
which which I have in all four categories. But man, uh, this right here, like this makes us think our lives suck. We compare ourselves to everybody else's oh, filtered yeah. highlight of the day. Like that's a fraction of a second. How are any of us supposed to think our lives are good? Or you're getting murdered on Twitter and like when we got our ass kicked on the playground growing up, that sucked for a month. Now it's happening 10 times, 10,000 times a minute. Yep. And it's just, how do you get away from it? So we're all going through something. And that's what we got to like, I want us talking, I want us bonding. Now, like when something, when I'm having a bad issue, I'll wake up now and I'll call four of my boys and say, hey, man, this is going on. And now doing this work, too, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to, man, I love my life. I'm going to get married in, in May. And she knows how to handle it better because um, I've done this work. But I'll also call four other people and just not tell them anything that's going on and just check up on them. Sure. And that's that, that bond. But being of service, like, really helps me and helps, you know, build that team a lot more for me. Staying on the John Lynch thing, we only got about, about yeah. a minute left is, I had said, and do you think he may, in this game, have the most pressure on him because of the team? We always say yeah. they have the best team front and back in the league, but they haven't gotten to the top of the mountain yet. Yeah, I think without a doubt. When one team has won a couple times, the other team hasn't. Absolutely. And I don't know who has more pressure, John or, or Kyle, but right. I know that both of them have the same type of anxiety when it comes to it. I can tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, Lynch, the Lynch interview, and we now call it, I don't, I call him breakable now. It's not a mental health podcast called Mental Wealth because all this stuff builds up our mental wealth. And I think that mental health people think we're only talking anxiety and depression. No, it's all the things we've done in our journey to get to where we are, to be successful. Adversity is a gift. How do we, how do we get through stuff? But Lynch's story, you'll hear on this, like this dude was the, he was the second pick in the Marlins organization. Right. Threw out the first pitch ever for the Marlins. Edgar Renteria, great baseball player, lived on his couch. He was a 16-year-old from Columbia. They wanted him to live with Lynch because they thought Lynch was a grown-up when he was 18 going to Stanford. Wow. Right? And then, like, Bill Walsh convincing John Lynch that he could be a Hall of Fame football player when the guy wasn't even starting. And, like, his story is amazing. That is it's amazing. It's an incredible yeah. story, yeah. as is your, Jay. We appreciate I all appreciate the time and testimony, man. man. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yeah. Enjoy the rest That's of the week here. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you, boys. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, live over here at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center here. Radio Row, it's Super Bowl 58, it's Las Vegas, and we are presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., happy to welcome in our buddy. You hear him on our show all the time, Yahoo Sports' very own Jason Fitz. What's going on, Fitzy? Just kicking the air. I'm excited to be hanging out with you two boys. I'm Just, surprised you can kick. You actually wore sweats today instead of his normal round of incredibly tight jeans that no, he this can't is, this function is my, in. This is these are my yogurts. Like I'm, I'm a yogurts guy now. I'm just stunned you're sitting on the couch and your feet don't hit the ground. What's <laughs> going on? Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you're a wee. You know what? I got a compliment earlier. All right, somebody may have told me that I was taller than they thought. Really? Oh, God. Who, if anyone on our staff told Fitz that compliment, he's already walking around this week. Jason, so Jason Fitz is a lifelong diehard Raiders fan. He loves Las Vegas. This is his hometown. And he's already been peacocking around the joint. But his latest thing that he's gone around telling everybody, Jason, who's been on a fitness journey, he's been trying to bulk up, has been telling everyone that he's gained a pound and a half in each leg. Wait, wait, wait. I've been telling you that I gained a pound and a half of muscle in each leg. And here's the real thing. This is what we need to drill down on. I know this because I go to Orange Theory, something you gentlemen know yes. a lot about. Yes. And at the beginning of the transformation challenge last yeah. year, you stand on this scale, and the scale gives you your body comp. And then this year, I stood on the scale again as we started transformation challenge. I got that information. So knowing that you guys know the Orange Theory process particularly well, I was stunned when Junior looked at me and I said I put on a pound and a half of muscle in each leg and said, how would you even know that? Well, how would I know that Orange Theory? Shouldn't you be supporting the Orange Theory journey as a family? Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the transformation challenge is big. You are exactly right. You do step on it. It's, it's not an actual regular scale. It does the body it's competition. Like, it's like a motorcycle thing. Listen, you've been texting us for a while how that has kind of changed your life, and that's been a pretty cool thing because you really have been a 98-pound weakling most of your life. Yeah, and no, now, you're very now, small, little weak fiddle now, player. Now you're, your ass kicked by now you're 105. Five-pound mid-size, not so much weakling. By the way, I'll have you know, in the last year, I've actually gained weight and I've cut my body fat substantially. And that's so, that's uh, the sign of something working in all honesty. And oh, I'm very proud of you. I, you I really am. Good I'm for yoked. you. I am yoked. I'm basically ready to play football. I stood on the field at Allegiant Stadium on media night, and I realized that Max Crosby and I are basically the same. I. <sighs> Boy, all right. Is this segment over yet? We're going to get away from <laughs> we that. Um, Jason, we got some interesting news uh -huh. during the body of this show today. I think the worst kept secret in the world that got announced, Nick Saban going to go full time working at ESPN, going to be a part of college game day there. You obviously worked around college game day a ton during our time at ESPN on the digital show in the lead up there. You've seen Nick Saban's role in college football and starting to morph into this. How do you think this is going to go? I think this is amazing. And it's perfect from all sides because everything Nick Saban does, he does at the highest level. We know that, right? He's also an entertaining guy. I think what really shook me was the first time you, me, and Mina were in studio and we interviewed yes. Saban and oh that's and, right yeah. and so you know I, I asked him when he <laughs> celebrates a win and he said flippantly he's like you know there's no time to celebrate and I made the joke I was like well you know Mike and I have a good show we celebrate for a day and he said every day that you're celebrating somebody else is working harder than you and then he just gave me this glare yeah. and a wink and all these things happened the and slickest <laughs> wink I've still seen to this day I, I think that Nick Saban not only is he the face of college football for an entire generation and so wildly respected at what he does, but he's funnier than people realize. So I think it's a perfect dynamic, especially because that show at its core, when you get to know all the guys on it, 
they love college football, right? Like, they live, eat, breathe college football. So I think that's a huge part of why that's going to be. Do we think that they, that in this contract, they will, ESPN will have to provide the oatmeal cream pies? Have to. No, it's yeah, got yeah, to be I mean, the easiest part and, of the rider. The, the good for everyone else. The, the double stacked as oh, well, because that, that's the way you go. And the oatmeal cream pie, by the way, is a delight. I'm all in Phenomenal. on this. I have, I have controversial food takes, as you well know. I have nothing but positive things to say about the oatmeal cream pie. It's like, greatest, I could take all it's of them. It's the greatest thing. Greatest yeah. thing. So, so it, what's interesting, the, the two guys that are done coaching, and, and one for good and the other at least this year, that's Bill Belichick. We, we all thought, boy, what if they get it if Belichick does now a year in TV? We figured Saban was. But you hear Saban in the pressers, and, I mean, he can he gives some great talk. His company's hiring him to give a speech. Yeah. Talk about getting your money's worth. But there was always the, man, could Bill Belichick do it? Because you see the way he is to the media. We had Kendrick Bourne here, who has been in New England the last couple of years. He emphatically said this guy, that, that Bill Belichick would be great on TV. He said what you see in the media is nowhere near what he really is. So, And we all think Bill may jump in front of the camera for a, a year, and he thinks he'll do a great job. I think it, it, that's a win for everybody, right? Because... Anytime, and, and this is in a moment of sincerity, I think the coolest thing for me about ESPN was that I got to work with so many people that played the game at the highest level. And if you're willing to just shut up and listen, you can learn a lot from those people. And I think that's one of the mo most powerful things that ESPN offers is so many people that have different life experiences and that played at the highest possible level. So I love that. I love the opportunity to sit there and learn something from Bill Belichick. And where I think that can stand out is on any broadcast. When he comes in and breaks something down, people will listen. And, and that's part of what Greg Olson has done so stinking sure. well. Like, I, I think that's what guys can do that, that really helps. I think for, for Saban and Belichick, we're all hoping for the coaching mega cast with those two on it. Obviously, they've got mm. the friendship there. And what they could offer would be great. But it, it fits part of the conversation around these two guys, and it expands into some of the current hiring cycle now. We saw the reports yesterday, Chip Kelly interviewing for the offensive coordinator position in Seattle. Jesse Minter heading to follow Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers. And we've seen other college head coaches making the jump to the NFL. A lot of people have been trying to doomsday prophecy this, saying it's a sign of the times and a reaction to the current state of college football. Do you buy into that? No, I think coaches have networks and they love each other and they get to know each other and just like we no matter where we've all been we've enjoyed working together i think we have to remember that that exists some for coaching like harbaugh bringing people that he's comfortable with makes a lot of sense to me i don't know if you're chip kelly you look around and you think man how do I stay around the game at the level that I think I can be the best of who I am? Maybe that's just not what college. Like, everybody wants to make name, image, likeness, this huge thing that's just destroying the game. I don't buy that. Like, it's, is it changing the game? Yes. Will it cause some people? Maybe Saban didn't want to deal with that. And that's, that's fine. But at some point, the, the sport's going to have to find the next anyway. The next Saban is going to have to rise. So I, I think what name, image, likeness is going to long-term present is an opportunity for coaches that understand. Look at what Dion's done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Win or lose, look at what Dion has done. I'm very interested, though, in Chip Kelly because we all saw when he went to the Eagles when he ran that offense he ran and initially it was successful and then it went by the wayside of how he'll come in with his attitude into the NFL now. I do think it's interesting and you and I got to talk to him a yeah. while back and part of it and Jason, you saw this in college with him is the way he evolved at UCLA in the last few years, especially with Dorian Thompson Robinson and Zach Charbonnet and that backfield and the proliferation of tight ends he had available to him in recruiting. Greg Dolchitz, a guy who ended up in Denver, he said, hey, I don't 
all these tight ends available to me, so why don't I run more, more of those sets? Why don't I make more use of the ground game? I had a lot of this pin and pull ground attack run stuff, and so I do think he is coming back to the NFL as a guy who's got a reputation in those circles for one thing, but those of us who watched him go through this journey in college see a guy who has grown a lot and can be more than just that one thing. I, I think that's where coaches can become the best, and the analogy I've used with you guys before is I want a coach that is like on the TV show Chopped. You open the basket of ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I have to cook with. I'm going to make a great meal. I think that's what great coaches do. Even Chip Kelly would have to admit that in his first iteration, he wasn't looking to cook with anything. He was looking to be very specific about wanting to make a certain thing a certain way with certain ingredients. UCLA not being as talented at some positions, not having the depth at some positions, forced him, I think, to be a better coach in that situation. So, Two, two more things. You mentioned at ESPN you got to work with people who you learned so much from. When you worked with Mike and I, were you in awe? Just beside yourself. Uh, I was in awe that you ever even got to the NFL. <laughs> no. <laughs> no idea how uh, that cut, happened. Cut the camera, wow. play the music, and wow. ignore the screams that you hear from Jason Fitz. All right, the other thing is, who do you like in this game? And give us a score. I'm done betting against Patrick Mahomes. My dog. Uh, and look, I, I said to somebody earlier, Tom Brady was great in the grand scheme of things of catching you when you make mistakes. Mahomes is great at making you make mistakes. And I think that's just a difference. As talented as the 49ers are, I think the Mahomes is an alien right now, and he's on fire. So I think Mahomes uh, leads him to victory, let's say 27-21. I've been pretty impressed by what an even split it is it really this has. week. I came in yeah. very worried that we were all going to be riding this Chiefs yeah. wave now, and it's going to make me feel very smart when they win because so many of these people overthought this and picked the 49ers. So we're smart? Uh -huh. Check out Jason Seriously, Fitz at Jason Fitz on Twitter, oh. doing great work at Yahoo Sports, wearing very flexible pants. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Yeah, I am making that joke, I promise. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And look now, the most bet receiving prop on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Kyle Juice check over .5 receptions. Fullback love in the year of our Lord 2024. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code GOJO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off on into the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here live Monday through Friday. This week from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, the show re-airs 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern the next day. 
and if you miss any of our great guests. And, man, we got a lot oh, my gosh. this week here. Our thanks to free agent wide receiver Kendrick yep. Bourne, who joined us <laughs> earlier in the show, Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, Dan Levitard from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts, NFL Fo on Fox insider Jay Glazer, our buddy Jason Fitz over at Yahoo Sports. If you missed any of them, get them wherever you get your podcasts or available on our YouTube channel as soon as we get done here. We are presented by DiGiorno. It is not delivery. It's DiGiorno. All right, let's get to this, that, and the third. We had a cool opportunity yesterday, Dad. You might remember this for yes. people that don't. Back when we were working on Golik and Wingo, right. in the wake of the Cody Parkey double doink kick, from the NFL playoffs of the Chicago Bears, I got sent out on site to go and be a part of an event over at Goose Island, out in front of their brewery. They were having people try and recreate that kick on a small patch of turf out in front of that grass. I embarrassed myself embarrassed. in front of a crowd of people. I, you, it was horrific. For getting embarrassed a lot in front of a crowd of people, you embarrassed your family name. Which, I did. Which I gave you. I did. I brought shame upon our you house. Did. And yes. so yesterday I got a chance to go up to the NFL experience oh, here no. in Las Vegas oh, no. with 18-year veteran kicker Robbie Gold to try and right my wrongs, learn how to be a better kicker, especially in the postseason where he was perfect during his 18-year NFL career. Check this out. We're coming up to you from the NFL experience out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am lucky enough to be joined by 18-year NFL veteran kicker Robbie Gold on behalf of DiGiorno. Robbie, how you doing, man? What's it like now being retired but being back around the narcotic right here? Well, right? I uh, didn't think I was going to ever kick again, but thanks for uh, reinvigorating. I might come out of retirement after this. Please explain yeah, so what you I, I just want to make sure that you, if, if you do doink this, this is a good start to this campaign. Okay. So people can register at DiGiornoDoinks.com. And if the ball hits during the big game, the upright or the crossbar, there's going to be a chance to win free pizzas. All right. All right. Post, post for pizza. Uh, Robbie, I need you to help me. I was a former college offensive lineman. I wasn't one of those guys that grew up kicking in high school, and I had a very embarrassing moment in my kicking resume. Do you think you can help coach me through how to kick a better field goal? Uh, I could definitely help you kick better than what you started. Normally what you do is you pick a target, all right? I would probably just pick the U or the R. We're a little bit, got the overhang, so you can't kick it too high. Sure. So we want to try to keep it low, go two steps back to the left, and then see where the line is over the midline of the ball. Yep. Split that in the bottom of the ball and hit it a quarter of the way up. When you go to hit it, you're going to hit it just like that with the big, the big part of your foot. Right, yep. Get in! Oh! You almost made it and got the doink. All right, let's go one more. Go! Oh! That was so close, so close. That was good. That was really good. I'm gonna have a little fun here. I'm gonna see if I can actually hit the crossbar. All right, here we go. Oh, absolutely. Robbie, can't thank you enough for the help here. Awesome stuff again on behalf of DiGiorno. We're rooting for Post this Super Bowl. Lots of Post, but they have to go in. That's the point. Post, and they got to go in. Yep. Great stuff. Robbie Gold, legend, veteran. Thanks, thank buddy. you so much. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, felt a little better. A little better now, because truth be known, Chicago was icy out there. And it was like a like yeah. two-foot-by-two-foot yeah. patch of grass. I was just trying not to fall. I, I'm just kind of, I tell you, you just got to let it go, man. Just whip your leg and kick it. You were, like, trying to place it. Just, you know, but you did well, a lot I better. Was, I wanted to hit the post. I was trying to get under hit it like the, a 60-degree wedge. You were wedge. trying to hit the post. Yeah. How about just making it look decent instead of just, 
Robbie's allowed to try and hit the post, and instead of hitting the post, he just split the uprights. Let me tell you what, for the people that weren't watching there on the DraftKings Network or on YouTube there, I obviously looked like a former fat guy trying yeah. to kick. Watching Robbie handle the football and get it teed up, yeah. just the way he manipulates it on the way down yeah. looking so smooth. You saw what 18 years yeah. of doing that professionally looked like. It's impressive. And it was super cool. So thanks to Robbie. We're rooting for Post and Pizzas this Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, we are. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of the Super Bowl and Food Dad, let's get to that. Did you see the video going viral the other day of the Super Bowl suite, the $2.5 million Super Bowl suite, and what you get to eat in the middle of this? We are talking a full-blown crab leg castle basically I mean, built in the middle of this. You got chili cheese dogs. You got barbecue burnt-end burritos, yeah. a glazed donut. Super Bowl Sunday is where I began to weep sweet tears of joy. This is the kind of thing, by the way, shout out to Christian McCaffrey's mom for bullying him and Olivia yeah. Culpo into getting his parents a sweep for this game so they can live like this. I mean, you're, you're right. The donut Sunday, the burnt end burrito. Wagyu uh, beef hot wagyu dogs. Wagyu beef hot dog, bacon wrapped hot dogs. But the crab tower yeah. is unbelievable. But two, and what I still haven't found out, is it like a 20-seater, or is it bigger than that? That I don't know. Um, you better need, like, that's one of those things, though, like, even 20 friends, like, trying to divide two and a half million you're by You're not 20 doing that, right? I mean, that, that's one of those where it's just like there's just one really rich person that says, I'm getting this sweet and bringing some friends. You're not calling 20 or your 30 or your best friends to say, hey, want to go in on a two and a half million dollar suite? And this is a lot of people's problem with the Super Bowl. It tends to be hyper-corporatized. Right. So it's yes, probably yes. someone's corporate suite. And you get a bunch of people that are going to try and be very serious and impress their boss in there. I'd be in the back absolutely hoovering oh. Wagyu hot dogs. Taking them, I'd be putting them be in a bag. Oh, to I'd go be bag. The, 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 the doggy bag to go. You are an academic All-American at Notre Dame. Is corporatized a word? Oh, yeah. That's is a it? word. Look that up. Is it? You no, know, you're saying it with conviction. That's something yeah. I taught. To say it with conviction, people will believe it. I don't believe it's a word. It's You know what? It's the same way that, like, Captain Crunch, crunchitize me is absolutely a word. Crunchitize no. me, Capron. No. Corporatize me, Capron. No. Captain. I can't even say it now. No. You're making me put too many words together. Go ahead and look that up. I am. Corporatize. Corporatize. That's a word. Corporatize. How dare you deny me? Corporatize. Okay. All right. You act like I don't know what I'm talking about okay. up here. I think you got lucky, but go ahead. I'm a man. I'm you... 34. I have acquired and amassed information I... the likes of which you could never dream of. In, in all in all honesty, okay, we, we, we saw that. We showed it, and people can look it up as well. The, the crab-like thing and some of the food was great. Do you think you should get more for $2.5 I, I mean, that looked like, I mean, yes. The, the answer is always yes. Right? If you're paying $2.5 million, there should be someone there fanning that and feeding you, too. I have always said as well, we're in Vegas. In that stadium, there should be blackjack tables in the suites. And I think, and like Vegas buffets in every corner of the end zone. Yeah. Like Vegas-style buffets. Agree. We're completely agreement on that. Yep. Dad, let's get to the third something that people apparently aren't in agreement on. We thought, we talked to Max Crosby here, you guys are going to get to hear that, the mayor of Vegas himself, as one of the great star defense events, thinks this is going to be the sports capital of the world right. eventually. Someone who pushed back on that, Las Vegas mayor, Carolyn Goodman, saying that the A's should go back to Oakland. She said the A's, who plan to build a $1.5 billion stadium in their city, said the plan doesn't make sense and that the A's ownership should go back to the drawing board and pitch a new plan to the Bay Area. Dad, this seems like the kind of Deploy. gamesmanship that yeah. tends to go on in these scenarios because there's no way on God's green earth no. the A's are going back to it, Oakland. It, it's a ploy, right? It, it, this is a political back and forth, you know, of, of what, 
Vegas has had to do, especially to get an NFL team here, yeah. things that, that, that the mayor is just trying to play the game here of not giving up as much as they want, right, to bail, but still get the professional baseball team. There will be an MLB team here. I think it'll be the A's. There will be, depending on if an NBA team expansion or whatever, eventually you'll have all the four majors here. You have the WNBA here uh, as well. So, yeah, I think this is an absolute point, but she is really, really trying hard. Her quote, I personally think that the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. And then, obviously, when Twitter reacted the way that Twitter usually reacts, she said that she is excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in her city and that she didn't back off her statement about that, though. But again, I think eventually this happens. LeBron James, who's already been very yeah. loud yeah. about this, it, it all roads lead to here, Dad, because the almighty dollars will What, what I wanted stuff. to see is when she said that, uh, that the – should stay in uh, that I personally think the A's should figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. I needed the camera to stay on her face to see how long she could hold a straight face. Yeah, just just how long before she would psych <laughs> kidding you see how stupid you all looked <laughs> you, you almost believed you that. believed me oh my god <laughs> well if you guys can believe it we're still just getting started here in super bowl week make sure you download subscribe rate review us leave us a five-star rating and come back and check us out tomorrow we got tony pollard sam hartman dan marino joe montana and a whole bunch of other great guests coming your way here on gojo and golik Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.